Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Oh, thankfully, we're not working 9 to 5 today. Uh, 9 to 3 for me. 9 to 12 for Jim. Weekend Fantasy Update. Uh, programming new- notes. Uh, weekend Fantasy Update won't be on on Saturdays anymore. We're doing a little college football live. And then we're doing, it looks like an in-game live from 12 to 6 uh, after that. Uh, which, I, we don't know who's, well, who's doing what shows yet, so I can't tell you that. But I'm sure Cam and I will be involved in the in-game live of some sort. Next Sunday, as far as Weekend Fantasy Update, I'm not sure yet. It is Labor Day weekend. There may be no programming. There might be programming. Maybe it'll be our last weekend fantasy update show. We'll find out, and I will let you know. Well, I'll tweet it out as soon as I do find out for those who will enjoy listening to us. We'll see how that works. Uh, all right, Jim. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I think I told you during the break there's uh, you know, we'll do one more segment on Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. Now, there's so many questions that still go through my head here that I'm, I'm not so sure I'm going to live up to that agreement. But uh, we were talking, Marlon Mack. You mentioned Naheem Hines. Uh so I'm going to play the same game I played with you with uh, T.Y. Hilton, as far as Mac is concerned. Uh, no, my belief is what's going to Running back with a pole starter, you know, he's, I'm not going to say I'm not going to draft him. I'm just more worried about him now. So Marlon Mack, Mark Ingram. Uh, I'm, oh, God, that, that's a really tough choice for me because uh, people who listen to me know I'm not 100% sold on Ingram in that uh, Baltimore offense. Uh, never run an R- run in an RPO offense before, and I'm a little worried that Justice Hill actually fits that offense a little better. So you probably couldn't have picked a better matchup here. Um, you know, I stumped uh, him. Yeah, you did. This is a tough one for me. I think I would. I think I would still go Mac, just because it, they still have a great offensive line, and uh, you know, Percent should do fair enough to keep the stack boxes at least to a mediocre range <laughs> so it's not every down <laughs> um so yeah that it that's a really tough one but in re, in all reality I'd be, I'll be honest with you at this point I would almost find somebody else to draft at that point besides either of them I would have Mac over Ingram as well I, I don't believe in Ingram at all I, I just don't for the, re, for the reasons you mentioned I'm not going to get into it any further than that uh Mac or Henry Oh, Henry. Uh, at this point, okay. it's all about the team being smart enough to use him the way he's supposed to be used, but I'd still go with Henry. I think I'm the New England back. I, I'm starting to buy into Sony Michelle. I mean, they're saying all the right thing. He's looking good. Uh, he seems to be fully healthy right now. They want to get him involved in the passing game a little more. I'm not saying he's going to go out and catch 50, 60 balls, but, heck, you give me 25 to 30 on the season along with his touchdowns, and I'd like that a ton. There's always going to be some concern with New England backs, but I, at this point, I'd take Michelle. Either Chicago back. 
Oh, absolutely, David Montgomery. Absolutely, without even a freaking doubt. People, if you have any doubts at all about David Montgomery, get rid of him. This kid next year is going to be in the running to be a first-round pick in fantasy drafts. I have him inside my top 12 right now. Nice. See, a little nugget from Jim Day there. I kind of agree with you, by the way. Uh, I like David Montgomery a lot uh, as well here. Now, uh, it's funny. I just uh, remembered this because uh, I was uh, Tariq Cohen. Uh, I got a – in a league that Jim Day – Jim Day doesn't play in it, but it's a league Jim Day set up, I don't know, a decade ago. Uh, our former platform, serious. Uh, I mean, I'm still in that league. It's a uh, it's a heavy league. Six, uh, well, 32 teams, but 16-team conferences. So it's really two 16-team leagues. That was uh, a fun league. <laughs> I, I like this, and I think that's one of my, that's one of my favorite things to play in because it's what 45 man rosters. It's IDP. We actually start more ID, uh, defensive players than we do offensive players. No kickers, no defense. Uh, it's, it's a fun league. I like it. But I bring it up because I get a, uh, a trade proposal last night from uh, the program director Matt Deutsch. Uh, he plays <laughs> in that league. Matt has Andrew Luck. Matt has no other quarterbacks. I have three starting quarterbacks. They're not great. I have Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Foles. And I have a strong Ooh, they're team. They're not in that great. Is, is definitely a, a way to I didn't say ask your that, opinion yes. on my quarterbacks, damn it. I know they're not great. <laughs> All right. But anyway, uh, Matt, he's, he has no quarterback. He literally has no starter other than Andrew Luck, so he's scrambling. He's, try, he's been trying to get Nick Foles for me for a while, but I didn't like the offers. Uh, at one point, he offered me Avery Williamson. Before the injury, glad I told said no to that. Uh, so anyway, but last night he made a good offer. I mean, a, you can tell he's desperate, you know, because of the uh, the loss of uh, Andrew Luck. He now has to make a uh, an offer that gets my attention, and he got it. He offered me uh, Tyler Boyd and Landon Collins for Garoppolo. Now in this league, Jim, I'm strong at wide receiver. Boyd, I I, I don't even know if he'd crack it. Uh, I'll start a week in and week out, be a matchup guy, because I am uh, very strong at wide receiver. Landon Collins, probably a starter for me, but I don't have issues at safety either. Everybody in this league has issues at running back. You know, and that's what I'm going with here. He countered with Terry Cohen. Would you do this move? Uh, both for all for Garoppolo. He wants Garoppolo. He won't, uh, if it was for Foles, I would do it. I would do even deal for Foles. Garoppolo, I'm hesitating on. I understand he has issues. I, w- I but- wouldn't do it for Cohen. Cohen's not enough for me at this point. Um, a team, you I, know, they've I already agree. come out and said they're going to, you know, lower his touches from last year, um, which is concerning at best for me. And, and at worst, like I said, I love Montgomery, and I, you know, he catches the ball out out of the backfield, you know, very well. So I'm not saying. You know, he's got that explosiveness that Cohen does have, and we know that, and and Cohen will still get his pieces. I just think it's going to be very, very hard to uh, count on from week to week. You're talking about a guy here that I consider at this point best a a bi-week filler, an injury maybe filler. Uh, But, man, I, I, I couldn't do that for a starting quarterback, especially when you know he needs one. Push him. Get him, get him to give you a better running back, even if you have to throw another piece in on your better running back, if that's what you need. If you're so flush at wide receiver, offer him, you know, the Garoppolo and a wide receiver and get a better running back. But Cohen's not going to fix anything for you. And at that point, you're, you're selling low on Garoppolo with all the new current news we had, although we had a decent game last night. Um, so, yeah, I think you're selling low on him at this point. I would want more. Uh Two things. One, I, I agree with you. 
I, 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 I already turned down a deal for uh, Garoppolo. I did say I would do it for Foles. He hasn't gotten back to me. Uh, as far as a better running back, poor Matt. Uh, Cohen is his best running back. He has no other running back. Ooh. After that, his oh. best running back is AP. Is uh, Adrian Peterson. That's it. He's got nobody after that. Yeah, he's uh, he's got he's got issues. He's got issues. I think he does. Uh, I think he he may have won this league a couple of years ago. He must have made a lot of trades. Oh, he has a great defensive team because really he's got he's got issues. Uh, my, my the reason why Cohen interests me, I am a Melvin Gordon owner in that league, and my running backs are not deep at all. I got Devonta Freeman and Marlon Mack. Those are my uh, top two stars. After that, I don't really have much. You know, I got Josh Adams, Chase Edmonds. Uh, that's it. That's all that J. Ajayi, if he ever signs with anybody. Yeah, well, that, that, now, that was one of the I'm fun really things about it. that league. It's not like it, it, it's really hard to build a strong lineup across the board. It is. You know, either either you're really good at defense or you're really good at offense, but to build it across both spectrums was really hard, which was one of the things I wanted when I designed it. So I'm glad to it's hear a, it's, it's a, still going strong. It is. It's a, a lot of different owners. Every year, we have probably three, four different owners. People drop uh, in and out all the time. But it's it's a fun league. I've I'm the Buffalo Bills. I've lost in the championship uh, three straight years now. Ooh. So I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got girly a couple of years ago. Last year, I was. It's never even been close. That's I guess that's the good thing. It's never even been close. I've gotten blown out. I've known I by you know by four thirty on week sixteen. I'm like, oh, I'm done. You know, it's over. I'm getting crushed. <laughs> so I, I didn't have to. I didn't sweat anything out. I've got my doors ball. You know, my brain's beat in. But uh, I said, uh, I'm curious to see if he'll do it for Foles. I'll do Foles for Cohen because Foles is really an extra for me. I do. It's a cut-down league, and I got players to cut. And uh, I'm, I'm struggling with some of these cuts, so uh, I wouldn't have an issue here. But we'll see what he comes back with if he does it during the show. But he was sending me emails at 2, 3 a.m., so I don't know what time he's waking up today. Uh, <laughs> God bless Matt. You know, Matt. Matt's a little uh, nuts for these things, but God bless. We'll see what he comes back with, and uh, we'll see what's going on there. All right, so uh, you, uh, you dropped Max, so have I. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be tough for uh, Indianapolis there. Let's get to the conspiracy theory because I don't want I don't want to forget about this. Uh, you know it it's just a, it was a weird situation. Now once again you had a draft I had a draft I was not watching this live. You know I was at a friend's house there was no TV so uh, I only heard about this later. And because I, I actually asked uh, uh, the the Christian's son during the draft I'm like is Indianapolis home tonight? This one came out and he goes yeah yeah. And then you read it. Andrew Luck was yucking it up on the sidelines. I'm, when I say that, I don't, I don't mean that derogatory at all. But he was talking out on the sidelines when this news came out. When you found out, when I found out, that's when the fans found out in the stadium. I mean, I, you, I, I originally thought that maybe somebody from the team who was peed off leaked this. But I think your explanation is probably better. Go ahead, Jim. Well, yeah, I, I was actually watching this during during the auction. I had my TV on, and yeah, he was on the sideline talking with his, the, you know, the players on the team, and no doubt about it. And then the news broke, and they originally said that he had planned a news conference for Sunday, but I guess once the news broke, they felt they had to do it right now, and they set up a, a, an impromptu new press conference and he went right in and you know he was in a t-shirt and everything and even he said look this is not the way I wanted to do this or look but really had no choice and and then he went on to tell why he was retiring so yeah it it caught everybody by surprise the fans and everything and you know a lot of people are saying oh like you said somebody in the team must have leaked it because they were pissed it happened but I don't think that's the case look Adam Schefter has tentacles everywhere he's got contacts everywhere and this paperwork had to be filed with the league so more than likely they filed the paperwork with the league and somebody in the league office got got it to Schefter and that's where the news came from I don't think it was anybody in the team 
that would have done this. Uh, pissed off or not, I just don't see that happening. Not a good look for the team during the game that they would want that to happen. You know, after the game, when the fans are going home, that's fine. You know, they, they, they had their good time at the stadium, watched the game, you know, enjoyed what they saw. That was good. To do it in the middle of the game, you know, that, that just turned everybody off. So I don't think it was the team at all. More than likely it came from the front office. Yeah, you know, like I said, I like my conspiracy theories, but, uh, you know, the more you think about it, logically, you're probably correct. Uh, still, to, to find out, I mean, I wonder if, do you think his teammates knew? Because, man, if, if you know, if you or I are playing for that team, and also we find out, Andrew Lux, what, you're retiring, and, you're, and you didn't tell him, wow, I'd be, I would not be happy, Jim. Uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd with you. I would off. not be happy either. Um, and, yeah, I don't know at that point. Supposedly, this is something they've been talking about, well, him in the front office for the last two weeks. Hey, guys, I think he spoke um, to So the they've been room. going back and forth. I think he spoke to the locker room. I'm sorry? Room. I think he spoke to the locker room before the game. And oh, there you go. I, I hadn't heard that yet. So the reports like T.Y. Hilton was, like, upset and stuff, but I think they, they knew before the game started. Oh, I'm sure T.Y. Hilton was upset. <laughs> he was probably throwing <laughs> helmets all why. over the damn locker room. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. It's look, it's tough for everybody, no doubt about it. But you know, you you can hate luck all you want, but it's his body. We don't know exactly what he's going through at this point. And he said it best for me. You know, this is a game. You're playing a game. Sure, they're getting paid lots of money. They're playing a game. When it loses being fun, if you can't enjoy being out there and you've got millions of dollars behind you already, get out before it becomes such a bad thing that all of these injuries come come back and all of a sudden he's got lifelong health issues because of all these injuries. You know what? Sometimes you just got to step away, whether you like to or not. Obviously, it wasn't something he wanted to do. He just felt it was right for him at the time. Let me ask you uh, a question, Jim. Uh, I've had this talk. Sure, with... George, go right ahead. <laughs> I've had this talk <laughs> with a couple of uh, parents. Uh, now, I, I have girls, so I don't have to. Th- I don't have to deal with this myself. You had a son. Would you let him play football? That's simple. Would you let him um... play football? Hey, you're talking to somebody who played football, you know, all his life. Uh, but if I had a son, would I let him play football? I have to honestly say, no, I don't think I would. Um, I just don't think I would. There's just too much coming out now about all the different debilitating things that can happen over time. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think I would. I, I oh man, it's a, it, you know, I love football. I, mean, you, I played football too. Uh, I never, I never really had an injury other than being extremely sore. I always got hurt playing hockey. Go figure. Anyway, um, would I let my son? I said I have two girls, so I'm not gonna have to deal with this issue. Uh, but yes. your neighbor. Yeah. Oh God, I hope not. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have to worry. But my younger one, maybe she's a little bull in a china shop. Uh, be a good running back. Uh, good, good. For, be a good punt returner. Uh, but anyway, uh, my neighbor and I, because I had this conversation with him, because uh, his son plays football, but his son's big for his age, and he's a lineman. You know, so that sort of thing. So I, I, I was, you know, and he, once again, he's a huge fan. He played all his life as well. Uh, and he's a coach. So, and he plays. So I understood his thinking there. But I'm more leaning towards you, man. I, I don't think I could. I, I think as a parent, man, I, I don't think I could do that. Not, you know, not with the hitting at that early an age. You know, a lot of doctors believe you shouldn't be playing contact football until what? Really high school and even then it's iffy because the brain is not developed. The head, the cranium, whatever. So, no, I kind of believe that I think they're... You know, I don't think they're over uh, overestimating the injury impact there. 
So I don't know if I'd let my uh, my son play either if I had that decision to make. But it'd be tough because, I mean, listen, if your kid wants to play and he says, hey, Dad, can I play football? Dad, I don't want to play football. I mean, I don't know if I can keep telling him no, Jim. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I guarantee it would be tough. There's no doubt about it. I, I would steer him a little bit more towards basketball because those contracts are nicer either. But, you know, I would have to temper it by saying, hey, look, son, you know, you're never going to get taller than six feet. So, you know, always think you're going to be a point guard. The brother, you know, that was an argument I had on a show. Uh, would you rather be, a, you know, a, a, I guess if you knew your son who was going to play professional sports, it was basketball or baseball. The uh, basketball, yeah, the contracts are enormous, but there's only what ten guys on a team. Yeah, you know, that's, that's tough. Baseball, you got twenty five, you got a bad chance of making the team. And you there's know, not so many that, of them the, that have our complexion. <laughs> Ain't, listen, no one has my complexion. I'm, I'm a ghost. I scare small children, man. Uh, <laughs> even the son, we're just not on speaking terms at all. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm really the same way, dude. I, I've always been like that. I I got Irish skin. It burns like a mother. Oh yeah, you and I are the same. I'm uh, I'm three quarters Irish. Uh, also, I I burn under a lamp. I got the lights off in my den because I'll, I'll burn under those too. When I open up the microwave door, I gotta be careful. Refrigerator. Okay, I'm done with the jokes. But I burn. Okay, I do wear like <laughs> SPF 75. I just went to my dermatologist who told me you do not go outside without protection, and she was dead serious. Like, yeah, thanks. Like I didn't know that already. Yeah, but uh, how is uh, protection yeah, gonna help you against the sun? Might help you not have yeah, another boy. You wear all that, you know, like naked gun, you wear that whole thing protection, you're fine against the sun. <laughs> we begin Fantasy Update. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz will be back after this. We're going to continue with a little bit of uh, Indianapolis before we talk about some other news here. I think there was another major injury in the NFL last night that has cost a player the entire season. The window. One thing about the Patriots, they will overcome it. They overcome Edelman suspension, Brady suspension, Bonkowski missing time, uh, Josh Gordon missing time last year uh, and the rest of the season due to injury. It doesn't matter. This team just rolls on. It never matters. Chandler Jones gone. Richard Seymour back in the day gone. They just keep turning over the roster. The only constant is Belichick and Brady and Edelman to a lesser extent. But they keep rolling. Watch live weekdays 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 9613631 800-961-3631, 800-961-3631, 800-961-3631. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Fantasy Football Frenzy. Everybody was thinking Deion Lewis was going to be the go-to guy right out of the gate because Henry the year before really hadn't set himself apart. The good thing this year is that nobody's looking at Lewis. And you can get him in the 11th or 12th round in some drafts even later than that. This is a guy who finished last year as RB27. I don't think he falls too far off of that because if you can get him in the 12th round, I think he's a good pickup. Watch live weekdays 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel. All right, welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. He's Jim Day. I'm George Kurtz. We are the Weekend Fantasy Update duo. I thought today. I was Jim Day. You're George Kurtz. Listen, it's been, I didn't get to bed until 2, 3 a.m. I'm not sure who I am right now. <laughs> All right, you can call me whatever you like. Uh, it was the you know, time I got home from the draft, Jim, it's 12. You know, and then I, uh, I recorded the Yankee game, so I got to watch the Yankee, and then I recorded the Cowboy game. Yeah, I am stupid like that. So I watched the Cowboy game, and then I got to do all the research for the show and make sure I'm caught up on everything. Uh, Cowboys won 34 nothing. looked really good. Uh, Houston did not. And that'll bring us <laughs> up to our next topic here. All right. Uh, I, boy, that was a, I did a segue for myself. Didn't mean to, but that worked out well. Lamar Miller didn't play in any preseason games. First carry last night. Tears the ACL. Ouch. Is it official? Uh, it wasn't at first. No, I think it is. I think they did confirm it. Uh, I'll check to make sure. But uh, Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for confirmation, but I haven't seen that yet. Let's let's see here. Is it official here? Uh, Lamar Miller. Latest news. Come on. Come on. It looks like it's still feared. So I guess it's not official yet. And it may not be official. For, uh, as someone who has torn his ACL, uh, it may take a day or two. Uh, generally, they can't One tell. One of the few things I haven't torn. <laughs> uh, I did that playing hockey, by the way, not football. Uh, but like anybody who plays sports, by the way, you have a tear in your ACL. The question is degree of tear. Because when I tore mine, I'll be honest with you, it, it hurt, but it tore. Ten it was my ankle hurt much more than my knee. You know, yeah, I even right. thought about playing again. You know, I thought about playing after I tore the ACL. I didn't know it was torn, mind you. But right. uh, it hurt. Went down. Went to the locker room. I could jog around. You know, my skates were off. I'm like, oh, I think I can play next game. I, I had back-to-back games. It was something in my head said, no, don't do it. It's a, you, you did a bad injury. And sure enough, yeah, that sucked. Mm. Uh, nothing worse, Jim. Tore my ACL. And my doctor, I had the Islanders team doctor because I, I had a connection there. And he wasn't sure from the MRI. He goes, eh, I'm, I'm not sure here. We'll do exploratory surgery, which is great. And so, uh, but he had permission, obviously, because I don't, I don't want to be opened up twice, that if it was torn to fix it. So I wake up from the anesthesia. My first question to him is, uh, uh, was it reconstructive? He goes, yes. I went back to bed. I knew I was screwed. Uh, that, you know, instead of a month of recovery time, I was down six to eight months. So that blows. So uh, yay. So Lamar, uh, assuming he did tear the ACL, all reports are that uh, he did or likely did. Uh, I guess my first question is, Duke Johnson, how far up are you? Is he going to be that kind of back? Or is his role really not change all that much, at least – at least not if they get somebody in there. So, Duke Johnson, how far up are you moving him? Well, I'd already moved him up as soon as he got traded to Houston. I moved him up a ton just because I think he fits this offense great, especially behind a bad offensive line. You know, Watson wants to get that ball out of his hands as quick as he can, and that's exactly what Duke Johnson does. You can get him the ball anywhere around the line in the scrimmage, and he can turn him into huge gains. And, you know, it was only two years ago where this guy was a top 12 running back in fantasy PPR. I look for him to get close to that again, maybe not quite into the top 12, 
but he's still going to do huge. Look, they still need to find somebody else because he's not an every down back. You don't want him touching the ball 250, 300 times a year. You know, he's never done it before. I have concerns with it. So don't be surprised if they're out there looking for somebody else that can take over that early down work. He will, Duke Johnson will still absolutely be heavily involved in this offense. But you don't want him as a complete three down back. Get somebody who can do that early down work and can do goal line work, and they'll be happy. So I'm sure they're going to be looking at final cuts for that. Or, you know, maybe they right now they could be in in contact with the Chargers and talking about Gordon, somebody like that. Who knows? Um, they surprised everybody with the Duke Johnson trade. Uh, nobody really saw that coming. And, you know, while I think that trade was excellent and it was great for Duke Johnson as well, fantasy owners that had him because before that news I had still drafted him a lot hoping that he'd get traded but then that this was the perfect situation to me and I love Duke Johnson now so I have him I think I currently have him as my number uh 21 running back but I think I could even move him up from there well that's not I like I agree with you on all points by the way I'm a big Duke Johnson's guy as well I think I drafted him in the frenzy league. I'm uh, not 100% sure there, but I know I got him in one league. I wanted him late last night, too, but he went uh, before I could get him. Uh, and we didn't know about the Miller injury. Uh, by the way, it was fun telling that owner about the injury, too. All right. You want to see a look of just, uh, you know, what? You know, just shock. And he's like, what? I just drafted him like five minutes ago. Yeah, well, now you don't have him. You know, <laughs> bye bye. Uh, well, I, I've done, I've done, I've done 91 drafts already. And I literally had zero shares of Lamar Miller. I'm with you there. Uh, nowhere near 91. Maybe a 10% of what you do. But I don't have any shares of Lamar Miller. Either. I wasn't drafting him. I'm not a big believer at all. So that's one that didn't hurt me. And I only had luck in one league uh, as far as that's concerned. All right. So you hit on a lot of things that I want to talk about. Uh, I agree with you about Duke Johnson. I'm not going to hit it. I think his value was a low-end running back two before this. You know, And now I think he moves up. I don't think I give him quite top 12. I'm not that uh, – it wouldn't shock me, but I'm not going to go that crazy. But I think he's someone right. you want. Yeah, um, but that's, but what, I, that's what I say. I I have him, you know, at 21, 22, somewhere in that range. But he still has upside to move at that point, which makes me even feel better. Agreed. But Agreed. I can't put him in the top 12 right now. Now, you mentioned something. Uh, you and I are on the same wavelength too much here. Uh, I also believe that they're probably going to have to bring somebody else in. Does that mean you don't believe in – I mean, for fantasy purposes here, Buddy Howell, Josh Ferguson, uh, Demaria Crockett, <laughs> Taiwan Jones. I mean, these are, these are all Jags, right? Okay. Uh, do I believe Next. in any of these guys? Uh, you know, man, no. <laughs> now, no, I, 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 don't think, I, I don't think the early down back is on the team right now. Uh, I really don't. You know, there was a, some early rumblings out of training camp about Crockett. Um, you know, playing well and stuff like that, and maybe they give him the shot. Uh, but man, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to count on him as my early down back right yet. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, they could surprise us and decide to go with him. He, he's got that body size. He's what I think five eleven, two hundred twenty-five pounds. So he, he's got some heft to him. Uh, so you know, it could be they, they they decide to give this UDFA a chance here, which. Uh, it would surprise me a little bit, but man, I still don't know if I'd take a chance on him in fantasy. No, I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I don't believe in any, but any, any of the backs on that roster. I don't. I think they're going to have to bring in somebody from the outside. 
All right, we'll discuss scenario one first. Uh, a cut-down guy, a free agent guy. I'm going to bring up this name. Uh, I sort of mentioned him before, somebody I actually have in that deep league we're talking about that's not currently on a team, Jay Ajayi. Could Jay Ajayi help? I absolutely think Jay Ajayi could be, could be a help for them, and they'd get him cheap at this point. And look, he is a decent early down back. He's, he is a decent goal line back. He would absolutely fit what they're looking for. Uh, again, he's not going to get much outside of that, but that's okay. That's You don't need that. That's what you have Duke Johnson for. Uh, so, yeah, I think Jay Ajayi would make it a great addition for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if we hear them saying they're bringing him in camp tomorrow for a tryout, maybe even today. Yeah, Ajayi, uh, he's, he's also coming up with torn ACL. Uh, he suffered in week five of last year, but he has received full clearance. All right, and he received his full clearance a month ago. So he's healthy. And I, I'd be surprised if he's not been uh, at least brought in. He's not a long-term solution, but for a guy for a year, he's only 26. We know he's got the arthritic knee, the knee-on-knee knee condition there, uh, knee-on-bone. But uh, he sh- I think I'd be surprised if he's not called in. Now, uh, there could be somebody from cut-down day, obviously, uh, on Friday. That could happen. We'll have to wait and see for that. Uh, you brought up the scenario. I've been mentioning this for weeks. I know I've mentioned it with you and Frenzy. I've certainly talked about Mike Blue with her. I mentioned it on Twitter last night. I think the Texans would almost be doing themselves a disservice if you don't call the Los Angeles Chargers and find out about Melvin Gordon. I don't know if I'm a Chargers, if I would trade Gordon to a team that's a threat in the AFC. I don't know without getting a really good price back, but I like what you said there. Uh, so I guess my question to you is, do you think they'll call? Let's go through. Do you think all the Chargers will, uh, would entertain trading Gordon to Houston? I think they would, absolutely. At this point, I, I think they realize, well, they know themselves they're not going to back down. This is just the organization that we know from the past. They just don't back down. So at this point, they have to be concerned that Gordon has got his heels dug in so deep that he's going to sit out a good portion of the season. And, you know, ultimately, if they're okay with having him sit out a good portion of the season with the guys they currently have, then why not trade him and try and get something for him? They're not going to get anything for him if he only plays five, four or five games this year and then is gone. So why not try and get something for him now? You know, it, the price is going to be a little depressed because they know they have him a little bit on hold. But at the same time, Houston needs somebody. Uh, so, I look, they have to be on the phone. That's part of a GM's job. No matter what, you got to be testing the waters, see what the, the options are. So they have to do that part. Um, and, you know, as a Charger GM, you have to do the same thing. You have to take calls, see what people are willing to offer for them at this point. You have no choice. That's that. what this entails. If you're not doing that, then you're not doing your job. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I mean, if you have no intention of trading, you have to see what's out there. Maybe they'll make you an offer once again that you can't refuse. That sort of deal there. Uh, now, I guess I'm going to throw a name is... at you. I'm going to turn this on you. I'm going to throw a name at you. That we haven't heard in a while that I, I I think is another guy they should absolutely be thinking about getting in, and that's Orleans Darqua. Um, he missed the entire 2018 season because of the injury, but he's fully healthy now. He's tried out for a couple of teams already and hasn't really done much. But this is a guy that, you know, did pretty well for the Giants in 2017. Averaged 4.4 yards a carry. Had 750 rushing yards. Had five rushing TDs. He can catch the ball. He had 19 receptions. Um, you know, in 
I just think that he's another guy that they could get cheap that could do that early down work for them and open the door for Duke Johnson to do the rest. So, again, it, you know, it really depends on do they want to go out and invest draft picks in a guy like Gordon who, you know, has a lot of wear and tear, has bum knees. You know, do you want to – because not only are they going to have to give up a pick to get him or something like that, they are going to have to give Gordon a new long-term contract, and it's going to have to be big enough to make Gordon happy. And I'll tell you, I, the one thing I haven't looked into here is I don't know if they have the cap space to even bring him in. So they may not have that option of going that high. They should still make the call and see what happens. But they may not have the option of going after him in reality, and they may have to take one of these lesser backs. My first thought would be Jay Ajayi, but I couldn't I couldn't fault them at all if they could bring in Arlene's Darkwa in 2017. He looked like a good, viable back. And, you know, if he's anywhere near back to full, full strength at this point, he could offer them a, a great early back, that doesn't cost them pretty much anything at this point. Well, they have to bring in those guys like this. They, I mean, I think Darkwood, you're right. They, you have to bring him in. His last riot was with Cleveland once again about a month ago. That we've uh, that was reported. So we know he's out there once again. He's cleared. He had the Achilles injury, but he's cleared, so he's healthy. They have to bring in guys like Darkwood. Have to bring in guys like Ajayi and whoever impresses you. Assuming you don't want to go the trade route, that's how you have to go. You don't have a choice here. Now you mentioned uh, very interesting that. Is very important about their, their salary cap, which I'm looking up right now to see how much room they have left, according to Spotrack. Uh, we'll find out there. Um, there are other names out there. Listen, Melvin Gordon, I, I think I, I'm interested because, oh, they have plenty of cap space, by the way. They can do it. Uh, oh, do they? they? Okay, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I so haven't they, gotten they, a they can get whoever they want. But okay. remember, part of that money also, you know, how about a name here? You know, Jadavian Clowney has to be signed, too. Right. <laughs> you know, and he could take up a, a decent portion of that. So it was, uh, that also had to play into this. And some people were like, well, how about Clowney for uh, Gordon? You know, you have to go uh, trade draft picks. I don't know if the Chargers really need Clowney. They're pretty stacked on D. Uh, and well, I've never hurts to have another good good or great no. player in a rotation. He, I guess you can move it at defensive end or uh, linebacker. But yeah, it's uh, be interesting. Two, problem, uh, two contract guys. I don't want to call them problem guys, but they're two uh, contract problems. How about that? But, uh, I mean, Duke Johnson went, what, for a fifth that, it condi- uh, that conditions to a fourth, but we don't know what the condition is. Was that what it was, I believe? Yeah, right? I think it was contingent on playing time. All right, so what does Gordon cost? If you have a char- uh, Gordon- Jim Day, you're a GM of a Chargers, Jim. All right, you, uh, he, I'm, I'm a GM of Houston. I give you a call. Now, you know, Houston, listen, uh, we've we got a good team here. We, I can challenge you. You're a good team, too. We're both threats here. Uh, are you, you're not going to you're not going to give me Gordon for a fourth round pick, right? You're not. You're, I assume you're going to want more than that. So what do you want from me? What do you want from the Houston to make this worth it for you? Yes, you have no plans on. You know you're not signing uh, Gordon. You know what's going on. And I truly believe that Gordon's not coming back until week 11. You know that's happening here. You can get this payroll off the books here. You can get something for him. What do you? How is how low are you willing to go? I, obviously, you want a first round pick if you can get it, but how low? You're never going to get a first round round pick. For I Gordon. agree. It's never going to. You happen. want it, but you're not going to get. You it. won't how even get a second round pick for Gordon. Um, it, 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 at best, absolutely at best, the most you could be looking for is a third round pick, and even that's going to be shoddy. Um, look, there's other options they can go for. Look, I'll throw another name at you that could could or should be in the mix, and that's Josh Adams for Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, became a pretty uh, much a forgotten man. Up next. Yeah, you, you know, he's pretty much a forgotten man now that they have Jordan Howard and, and Miles Sanders. 
Um, so why not at that point? You're talking about a, a guy in the too. other conference. You might get him for free. I don't know if they give him up for free, but you know, you you you'd, uh, you you might be able to get him for a fifth round pick. And for me, you know what? If I can get a player like like that for a fifth round pick on the one side, I'd definitely do it. The one thing we know is that uh, too many fifth round picks go on to do nothing in this league. The the percentage is really high. Uh, it's a very hit or miss round anyway. So if I can get a fifth for him. I, you know, on the other side, if I'm Philadelphia, I'd want a little bit more. But if I'm Houston, I'd be happy if I got him for a fifth. Philadelphia, Eagles, I'm, I wasn't kidding. The Philadelphia Eagles were one of the teams I was going to bring up here as a, as a team that the char, charge, the Texans should call. Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles, Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood, Josh Adams, Boston Scott, Danelle Pumphrey. Three of those guys aren't making the team. Right, but uh, the only one that would fit what Houston needs is Josh Adams. But he's one of the three. I think he's getting cut. Now, Howard, Sanders, Sproles, Clement, they're not going anywhere. You know, it really comes down to Smallwood or Adams. You know, who uh, that fifth one. And, and even they, they, they may not keep five running backs. It might come down to whichever one can play on special teams, which Adams doesn't really do. You know, so I think Adams may be cut here. My, my point is this. Even if you don't want to wait till Friday to cut down, they don't want to take the chance. I would, I would I get that. Maybe someone else claims more for you. You're not going to be in a high claim order. I don't think it's going to cost you a fifth. I think you get it for a seventh. Maybe you make it a conditional sixth, depending on playing time, that sort of thing. You know, I think. Well, I, I, if you cheaper. really think he's going to be cut, then I agree with you. But I'm not sure I agree with what that he's going to be cut. Um, I'm not if, so sure he is either. But if I, Howard point, goes think, down, then he's the guy they're going to need. I think you can get him for cheaper. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think it'll cost you a fifth. I got another team for Jim that I think uh, the Texans should give a call to as well. That I think has a little depth at running back here, and we'll talk about that team. Uh, Ooh, I want to groove to this beat first. Oh, God. It's all yours. Weekend Fantasy Update. Jim Day, George Kurtz. We're back. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Freddie Freeman, and and I I really am curious what his numbers are going to look like at the end of the year. He's on pace for 40 and like 130 runs driven in. Sick. So Freeman playing in a lineup, batting in back of Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies? Yes, please, give me more of that. Freeman is going to be an RBI monster for years to come. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Evan DSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? Car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. 
If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 You know, I first heard this song on an old episode of Stingray back in the 80s. That's where I always remember this song from. I don't know why, but that's where you, my mind You didn't hear this song until the 80s? Uh, yeah, probably early, early 80s. I think Stingray was like 83, 84. So, yeah. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, you know, it's funny. Grow, growing up, my, uh, by the way, it's Weekend Fantasy Update, uh, Jim Day, George Kurtz. Uh, growing up, my father was a country music fan. My mom was more, uh, what were they called? Country Western, I guess. So, you know, wasn't too much rock going on in the house. I got into rock probably late 70s, around 80. The MTV generation certainly helped as oh, I was man. a big MTV guy. So uh, that's when I first started getting into it. And uh, my favorite band is Genesis. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Floyd Who fan. Uh, if you call me on my phone, anybody calls me on the phone, you'll hear, who are you, is my ringtone there. Makes sense. Jim Day calls me, who are you? You know, I'm a, who are you? Uh, Jim Day would hear no reply at all by Genesis as far as a ringback. <laughs> Used to be, who can it be now? But Verizon doesn't offer that song anymore, so I'm very depressed about that. Uh, so yeah, that's that was me. Uh, you have too much fun. Love MTV fun back with your in the phone. day. Oh, I listen. You name. Uh, I have a lot of fun with Ringback. Ringback. People who call all the time, like when Mike Cardano, our boss, calls. He gets uh, cable TV by Weird Al. Yeah, he's the TV guy. So nice. Scott Engel gets Monday Night Football. Tony Sincada gets Radio Gaga. Oh, I, I, I don't even want to talk about Tony this morning. He was supposed <laughs> to be in that auction last night. That didn't show up. I couldn't get him on the phone. I couldn't. He wouldn't answer texts or emails. And then finally this morning, I get an email from him saying, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was last night. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is frustrating. You know, uh, it's funny. Uh, who was I talking to about this? Uh, I think it was on the show yesterday. Have you ever played in a guillotine league? Oh, I love guillotine leagues. Not as much play, as I love Vampire Leagues, but Guillotine Leagues oh, are fun. Guillotine Leagues, are, uh, that sounds great. I've never played one. Never played in a Vampire League either, and I would love to play in one of those. I want to be the vampire. Uh, yeah, that, that's the happen. way to be in that league. You want to be the vampire. 
You want to be the vamp, yeah. For those who know, a guillotine league is, uh, I'm sure there are different variations, but for the most part, the 17-team league, lowest score each week is bye-bye. Yeah, you get the lowest score in week one, you're done. You got guillotine, you got chopped, you're down to 16 teams, so on, so on, so on. Yeah, but the uh, big kicker there is the rest of that team, uh, that gets team gets fan. thrown back into the waiver wire. So all those right. players become available each and every week. So that's the best part of it. How you manage your fab's got to be intriguing in that kind of league. Yeah, right. God, that, that sounds like so much fun. Vampire League is great, too, for the most part. Well, the Vampire doesn't draft. You know, everybody else drafts. He picks up all the people off the waiver wire. And if, he, if, if Jim Day is the Vampire and he beats me, he gets, well, you get to pick one player off my team. And Any player I want off of your back. team, I could take your best running back and just say, "Hey, hey thank you." But <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, no they don't. They don't get you. to draft. They get to pick their team when everybody else's draft is done. They get to pick the leftovers, um, and then they are the only team throughout the year that get to use the waiver wire. So you know it has to be really smart in you know who you grab at first and then who you use in the waiver wire. It take, usually takes a couple of weeks to get that first win, but once you start getting that first win under your belt, the quicker you can get that first win under your belt, you can really turn that team around quick between the waivers and grabbing one player from another team. And man, by by week seven or eight, usually that vampire team could be quite strong. It just sounds like so much fun. It it, uh, it just does. Uh, and, you know, you, I have a gym player who plays in all these leagues. I play in a bunch of leagues. Uh, just to have something different like that, I think is uh, extremely intriguing. Uh, uh, so just a lot of fun. Uh, just a lot of fun here. All right, so we were talking about uh, what the Texans could do. And, you know, Jim guessed uh, that I was going to talk about Philadelphia. You know, during the commercial break, the producer, Jeff, out of nowhere pulls up the Jets. And that, they were the next team I was going to talk about. Uh, the Jets, I'm, I'm looking at teams that have a lot of running backs. We're not talking, they're not going to trade Le'Veon Bell. Someone brought that up on Twitter, by the way. I don't remember who. That the Jets should trade Bell, I guess, because Adam Gase, not a big fan. He didn't really want to sign Bell. <laughs> That's not, not happening, Bell. by Get the over way. it, yeah. Right. I think Houston should have signed Bell, mind you. I was really disappointed they didn't really get in on Bell with all the cap room they had, but they're not doing that. All right? I don't think Montgomery is going either. But, you know, the name that someone brought up, this is what someone brought up during the draft uh, last night after we heard about this. Well, really below Powell. Uh, Powell, they have Cannon, McGuire, too. They have an excess of running backs there. I don't think they're going to release any of those guys, unlike Philadelphia, who might have to release somebody good. But, Jim, do you, uh, once again, do you see any of these any of these three being a fit for that Texans offense? Powell, Cannon, McGuire. No. Um, these are all more you know, pass-catching backs, scat-back types, uh, basically, you know, Duke Johnson wannabes again. They need a pounder. Uh, that's what they're look. They're going to be looking for is an early down, you know, goal line pounder because Duke Johnson's going to handle the rest. But they need an, a, a pounder, and, and none of these guys fit that bill. Not that they won't fit the bill for some other teams, but right, if I'm Houston, these guys don't interest me at all. LaShawn McCoy. Same thing. Um, at this point in his career, I mean, all they've been talking about in camp is what he's doing out of the backfield in the passing game, not about his rushing. And we saw last year his rushing just doesn't seem to be the same. So, no, he wouldn't intrigue me at all either. Uh, I'm going to find one here, damn it. How about Gus Edwards? Gus Edwards would definitely be in the mix for me. I, you know, he definitely gives them would give them that early down pounder, that goal line back. He can do that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I just don't know if Baltimore is going to want to give him up because I think they realize that they have really good depth with him, uh, and without him, that that running back room gets, you know, a lot 
a lot less dense, I want to say, at that point. So I, I think that's an issue. I'm not sure they give him up unless they get something better than what I think Houston would want to give up. I mean, I, I was always surprised they signed Ingram only because I thought Edwards, you know, with Justice Hill, uh, you got Kenneth Dixon there as well. I guess you could put Kenneth Dixon in this talk also, but he, he's not going to get you much of a return. I was just surprised. I like Gus Edwards. I think he's a, a serviceable running back. Uh, yeah, right. He showed he was he was serviceable last year. Did what they needed. I, I agree right. with you. I would have liked to seen in, uh, Ingram go to another team. I like Ingram as a running back. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, again, it's more the the fact of can he learn this RPO offense and thrive in it, and that's what concerns me. I'm not sure he does. Alfred Morris, I think he could be a cut by the Cowboys if, if and when Zeke signs. Uh, does that really get you free. excited? No, I'm, I'm, look, I'm just looking at guys that they could possibly. <laughs> uh, no, there's, there's no one I think that's going to get him excited, right? I mean, that that's not going to happen. They're just uh, run, every team wants to look for running backs. They just yeah, don't right. come out there here. You know, uh, I keep look. I'm just going down with the teams. That's all. I'll throw little... another name out at you that wouldn't surprise me if if it wanted to be happening. That's uh, that's Adrian Peterson of Washington. He could easily do that role for you. He could give you more if you absolutely need it. Uh, he showed last year he's still got plenty in the tank. Look, we're not talking about a long-term answer here, but they're not looking long-term right now. They're looking at somebody gets them through this season, and then they could re-look at it, reinvest in next year's draft, whatever they have to do. But Peterson would fill that bill. Whether or not Washington would give up Peterson with all the setbacks Geis has had. Now, Geis looked pretty good this week. He moved well. Um, you know, and that's the first good, really good sign we've seen from him. But, you know, look, he's had setbacks already through this. So, you know, it's hard to say, oh, he won't have another. And if he does have another and they let go of Peterson, they literally have nothing there. I like that, actually. Uh, Washington also drafted Love. So they've got some uh, some depth there behind uh, behind Geis. Uh, that's actually, uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I just wonder once again, the problem for a, lot, a lot of these problems with these trades that these players were mentioning, besides Gordon, I think will go for higher than this, is that they already got uh, giving up that fifth that turns into a fourth. So that means the next trade complicated, right? You pretty much can't give up a fourth. You and I both assume that Johnson's going to hit that playing time quota, so that's your fourth. Can, is a fifth good enough to get any of these guys? And if you want to do another condition, you pretty much have to do a sixth that turns into a fifth. Good luck with that. You know, I know we're talking the values a little less there, but I do like that. Doug Martin, anything here? Uh, sure, but there's no way Oakland lets Doug go at this point. He, look, he filled in nicely last year uh, when uh, Lynch went down, and he did a good job for them uh, over the second half of the season. So, you know, with the rookie there being in place and, you know, while he was the, the love of everybody early on in camp, that shine has come off a little bit in, in recent weeks. And, you know, the talk is, eh, you know, he's looking okay. And, you know, uh, maybe he's a three down back. We're not sure. Uh, so I don't think they give up Doug Martin at, at all. But I will throw another name at you that could very easily one. become part I, of I this. I think I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going here. Go and I'm going to go with Carlos Hyde. Oh, not, uh, not where. Okay. There, there's a lot of people around that organization, gonna, beat writers, everybody. Play yesterday. Yeah, that, that are talking about Carlos series. Hyde is probably going to be cut. Uh, they want to go with the three younger backs, and, you know, they feel they, they have plenty of depth there. They 
completely strength there. And Carlos Hyde has done nothing to separate himself in any way, shape, or form throughout camp. So, you know, Carlos Hyde is somebody that, you know, they could probably get for a seventh-round pick at this point and take the shot on him. Look, I, I think it'd still be serviceable. Again, we're not talking about a guy that we want to be a three-down back. He's going to get one, you know, one, two, first and second down, and then he'll get some goal line work, and that's it. But, uh, you know, Duke Johnson is going to pick up most of the rest of that work. So, you know, Carlos Hyde would fit that bill and, and cost them next to nothing. I like that. I, like I said, I, I agree. I think he's a seventh-round pick. Uh, if you had the guts and wanted to wait, he might even get be cut on Friday. Uh, he didn't play the first couple of series yesterday. Uh, the writing's pretty much on the wall there for Hyde, I'm sure. Now, you know, they play the game of, well, now we know you need somebody. Maybe we won't cut him. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, the team I was going to bring up, how about San Francisco? Right, uh, you know, he signed Coleman, sort of made McKinnon a little extra there. Mostert, uh, they both have some injury issues. I don't think they're going to trade Breida. Wilson's there as well. Any chance they they never let McKinnon play for them? Uh, no, no chance. They they invested too much in him. Uh, it is going to be, I think, a, a piece of a three-headed monster. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that happens. I don't think. I, I. I don't see that as being the case. And again, you know, if anything, Breida would fit what Houston needs. McKinnon doesn't. He's not an early round dump thumper either. He's a pass catching back. But there's no way they give up Breida. Breida has been having a better camp than Tevin Coleman. He had a better preseason three game than Tevin Coleman. Um, he has just looked better. And I think he's a better running back all around. I've been grabbing Breida wherever I can. Heck, I did a, a report for Sports Illustrated that said, don't sleep on Matt Breida. Um, you know, because everybody was just pushing him way down draft boards. Everybody's grabbing Tevin Coleman. Breida's good to me, is the one who's going to be the best running back in this group by year's end. And I have a lot invested in him. I like Breida as well. I, I don't like Coleman, by the way. Uh, I mean, you look at his yards per carry from last year. It was actually pretty good. But I had Coleman on a league or two, and I expected much more when Freeman went down. And I remember, th- I remember being angry a couple times during the year. He was just, are you kidding me? This is all you go. You're all you're giving me for a pass happy office where no one's playing for the raw to stop the run, and you were doing nothing. He had a couple of big gains, but consistency was out the door here. You know, maybe he does something with Shanahan and San Fran, but I, I have my doubts there as well. I'm a, I'm a breeder believer as well. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any way they would trade him. I think we need to be McKinnon, maybe most or something like that. Listen, we're just throwing names out there, seeing what Houston can do. It's a, it's a fun little game, right? right. It's a fun little game. Lamar Miller, uh, it hasn't been completely confirmed yet. Although I, I know I saw many reports, they, they pretty, pretty much know the ACL is torn. Uh, not good for Lamar. Uh, he said he didn't have. First carry of the game in the Cowboy game, and he got uh, knee right on the helmet, right on the knee. And Jim, I I'm the Cowboy fan, so I watched again. At least I watched the first half. The second half, I saw a lost interest. Uh, that offensive line for Houston, no matter who the running back is, that offensive line was putrid last night. Now maybe they were already down. To, you know, oh, we lost Miller. They weren't really running. The game it was the first home game in uh, Texas. Whatever Jerry Jones calls that place. Uh, but generally, Dallas doesn't have a huge home field advantage anyway. Now, Dallas Jerry Jones a, calls a, a it very heavy. good defense. You know, he calls it whatever he wants to call it. Um, <laughs> Dallas uh, does have a very good defense. But, Jim, they, it, it was like they were living in the backfield. I mean, Watson had no, they got Watson out real quick because he was taking hits in the first series, too. And they didn't want him taking any more. That offensive line was putrid last night. How, much, how worried are we about this? 
Oh, absolutely worried. Not only that, but they lost their starting right guard, uh, Zach Holton, last night as well. Uh, went down and had to be carted off the field. We learned later that it's a bad case of turf toe. And, heck, we've learned, we've seen turf toe take you know a long time to get back from uh, in, in this league. So that that's definitely concerning. He was probably one of their better offensive linemen, so that sucks. They already have Titus Howard, one of the right tackles, uh, having an injury with that broken finger that he broke in, in week two of the preseason. So, yeah, they definitely had some issues. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised at all if this, this is a team that's out there on the hunt also for some more offensive line depth because they, while they got a lot of guys, they don't have a lot of good guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... You know, you mentioned all these trades uh, for the Houston Texans. Doesn't somebody have to call Washington? <laughs> I'm sure people are calling Washington. <laughs> Washington's holding yeah. off. They want to. They want to look. The 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 word came out in New England. Oh, they offered the first. Washington said no. Then then uh, that, was that was debunked that they didn't make that offer. But you know, usually when something like that comes out, something's happening. Um, you know it. Some of that is based on truth somewhere along the line. Whether or not they offered a one and got rejected, who knows? It could have quite possibly happened. But, yeah, there's got to be teams calling Washington every day trying to make something happen here. And Washington knows it. Look, Trent Williams has come out and said he's absolutely not going to play for Washington ever again, and he doesn't care if he doesn't play. He's not going to be on that team. So they, at this point, they have no option but to try and trade him. But the need is huge out there, and I think they're waiting a little bit longer to see who else gets hurt that they need, you know, will absolutely need a replacement. Um, you know, look, at this point, you know, Washington should trade Trent Williams to Washington because otherwise they got to start Eric Flowers. <laughs> yeah, I love that as a Giants fan. They get to start Eric Flowers. If I was a Giants defensive lineman, I'd be laughing all the way to the bank. I'm sure uh... – the Eagles are laughing to the bank. Cowboys are laughing to the bank as well. No one, no one will go, uh, get to go up against this guy. Uh, I have a hard time believing, by the way, if New England offered a one walk and turned it down. Uh, you got to take that deal. We're going to keep talking about this, uh, where Trent Williams might end up, where, where he could help or not help. Weekend Fantasy Update, Jim Day, George Kurtz. We are back from the final hour right after this. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio.